Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Marketing Matters Podcast by BSA Marketing. Um, as usual, I'm sat here in a, a slightly windswept from the weekend, but quite actually sunny glossop with my fellow podcast presenter, David Wright. Hi there. I might say windswept from the weekend and snowbound from this morning. A 10-minute journey took me an hour and 20 minutes, but uh, such is life. But anyway, enough of the weather. Today, we want to, we, the, the sort of the title of this podcast is The Power of Why. And really, um, we've focused a lot in, over the last few episodes uh, around the importance of having a vision for your business. And today, we want to sort of explore that a bit further by moving on to how that vision might impact your marketing message. Because when you're looking at marketing, the mantra has always been benefits, not features. You've got to present the benefits to your, your customers, not, not just the features. But now I think you need to go a little bit further than that uh, in that you've got to try and link those benefits to your vision and, and ask the question, why do you deliver those products with those benefits? Uh, and why do you do what you do? And ultimately, the aim of your marketing or part of the aim of your marketing should be about getting people to buy into your vision. And, and a lot of this, just for, for sort of background, this comes out of the back of a friend of the podcast, uh, Simon Sinek, uh, his sort of breakthrough podcast, which was Start With Why. And I would definitely suggest, uh, if you haven't already looked at that, that you go and Google that and find it on YouTube and have a, a watch. It's only about five minutes long. And I think it will put some context into the things that we're talking about today. David? Sorry, yeah, you caught me out a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah, I, I revisited the uh, the Simon Sinek podcast earlier on, and and I think he does he does make some some really interesting points because it's 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 easy to get so focused on why what you do every day and and how you you're trying to help people without really stopping and thinking that you're only in business because you're connecting with customers, and I think that uh, if I can bring in another guru and friend of the podcast uh, peter peter drucker. peter drucker sorry i forgot his name there sorry peter that hit one of one of his philosophies was that the primary purpose of a business is to create a customer and i think it is very easy to fall into the trap of thinking it's all about what we do um however you might stack that up but actually it's not it's all about the customer and what the customer benefits and how the customer can get value from from engaging with you and and undoubtedly if they feel there is a a good strong and almost righteous reason for engaging with the company then that can make it easier yeah. for them to do, to do so and and I guess that's where looking at your vision looking at why is is so important but but if you look at uh, simon sinek's video about start with why actually he talks about the idea of going through the steps of asking why how and what and the what that he finishes on is actually a feature i mean in the examples that he gives it's you know the, the the apple example of we make great computers that's a feature so how do you think that fits with the whole sort of you know i've been brought up in marketing saying you should forget that or you should always move from features to benefits but he's actually saying, well, no, stop, finish with the features. Where's the benefit in that? I, I think the what he's saying is that by the time you get to the, the feature, that people should already be bought into you as a company. And actually, by finishing with the feature, by finishing with the product or, or indeed the service, you're actually finishing on what it is you're fundamentally talking about. But what you've done, hopefully, by starting with why and going through the 
the, the why you do it and, and how you do it. You have put that product or, or service into a context. But ultimately, marketing, I guess, is about having a driving a next step. And, and if, you're, if you're just talking about a vision, then that could be that, that a, a potential customer can see that vision and think, oh, yeah, I really relate to that. That sounds great. But, but what do I do now? Yeah, and I think, because I think when you take the Apple example, that's absolutely the route they took. I mean, we were just looking at the famous sort of Super Bowl ad, and it was all about breaking the uh, dull, gray box, IBM mentality and bringing some life into it. And it was, and they didn't mention the product, but they were very much making the assumption that the, the market really bought into that vision that we want cube computing to be more interesting. And I think whether you can always make that massive assumption in when you don't have Ridley Scott and the marketing budget of, of Apple, I think you know. I think you have to be very careful in making that assumption. Yeah, and I think I think further. I mean, it was it was quite surprising that that advert that we're talking about was uh, 36 years ago in 1984, and even back, now I just feel old. <laughs> even back then, Apple had got had built up a track record. They'd um, the advert was actually launching the the original Macintosh, and they'd built up a successful business with with some earlier personal computers, the Apple One and the Apple Two. So they were already a fairly high profile company, such that they. I guess they already had celebrity in what was a new and exciting market of personal computing. And they could feed on that or build on that celebrity by making statements. And I think it's for many small businesses where they don't have that that celebrity status. You have to be a little bit more careful about how you pitch yourself and how you present your vision. Yeah, but I think that vision, uh, as we've talked in the past, I think it still has significant marketing benefit as long as you can demonstrate the value that that vision has to the marketplace. I, I, I think you, you're right. that, that And you, you said the, the key thing there, that I think with, with Apple's position, they were able to just state the vision and allow the market to figure out where the value was. Yeah. And, and okay, they're, they're in a strong position where they could do that. Whereas I think for many businesses, you've got to perhaps realistically bring the vision and the benefits a bit closer together and actually make a statement that, that does connect them so people can, can see that link. And so, I mean, okay, we've talked about Apple, which is a very different, uh, and you know, it's an interesting case study. But if we can look at a case study that's a, a little bit closer to home to the sort of people who might be listening to this, I mean, this is a philosophy we've sort of started to embrace within BSA. So how has the whole sort of starting with why, how has that changed our thinking? Well, I found it very interesting because as I've said in previous podcasts, I have for many, many years struggled with what is our core marketing message. And uh, and I think going through this thought process, it's 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 opened up some ideas. And, and we've talked about about a philosophy about marketing being at the core of a business. And, and I think that that's fine, but it didn't really seem to hit the spot for me. And it was only recently that I thought, well, why, why am I, why do I come to work every day? Why am I, why am I here? And I think, it, it might sound a bit kind of grandiose, but I believe I'm here because I want to work with clients to help make their business better, help make their business easier. And, and if I'm doing that, then I'm achieving something. And to be honest, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not sure I'm doing what I want to yeah. do. And I think we, we've also recognized that part of our, our vision is about trying to make sure that the technology that is central to to marketing at the moment, the web technology, email, websites, social media, which often is seen as a barrier to your marketing, to flip that one, to work with our clients, to make sure they're seeing it as a, they're seeing the benefits of that, not 
just seeing it as a technical barrier. And I think it was interesting. I was in a, uh, a meeting with a potential client earlier in the week, and I, I mentioned this. I sort of said, well, this is, this is our vision. This is our philosophy. And there was a lot of very sort of, there were a lot of nodding heads around. The top, and they definitely resonated with this idea that to them, often technology can be a real barrier. And actually, so in that case, our vision of, of knocking down that barrier and creating a, uh, a situation where those they are tools that can really be used and working with clients to help them to do that is a real benefit. So that's an example where the, our, our vision, we, ha- we can sort of connect it with the, to, a, to a benefit for a client. Yeah, but I think intriguingly, and again, we've, we've talked about this a lot and written, written a lot about the fact that how technology has very much opened up marketing to to many SME businesses because historically back in the days before certainly before the internet but but perhaps before computers going back a bit further marketing was challenging and expensive and you needed marketing teams and marketing budgets and and it was it was a big deal it was normally only the realm of um, the big corporates whereas the internet has and the bringing down massively the cost of communication and the cost of design structure it's opened up marketing to to the sme world but what the way it's moved is that it's the the various marketing tools be it websites be it social media advertising be it all sorts of different things they have been tended to be pitched by people who are technologists first and marketers second as the magic wand of marketing and it's quite a on the face of it quite an attractive message but too often people find they come unstuck when they realize that by putting the 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 technology first and the marketing second they don't really know how it's going to feed and drive and help their business and i think that is you know if we take the the why of our philosophies around let's say about breaking down barriers and, and translating the 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 technology into real benefits for clients I think the way that we, we do this is because first and foremost, we're marketers, you know, we're both fellows of the, the Chartered Institute of Marketing, both chartered marketers. We've both been in marketing for many years, uh, be- since many years before the Internet. So we are first and foremost marketers, but we have cut out, you know, our career has grown through the, the, the technological age. So we've grown up with that. So we do have a very broad understanding of all of the technology that now is really powerful in marketing. And so it does allow us to bring those two together. And rather than saying, oh, you know, we're technological experts and we can sell you the solution to your thing through that technology, we can sort of bridge that gap and say, no, it's still about marketing. Marketing hasn't actually changed in the last 50, 60 years. At its core, it's still about the same things. The tools that allow you to deliver it, as you say, have significantly reduced the, uh, the barriers to entry, significantly reduced the cost, but they have got more complex and more technical. And we aim to bridge that gap between the, the marketing problems and the marketing issues that you're trying to solve and the technological tool at your disposal. Yeah, and, and I think I had a, had a good good example of how we do flip this and say marketing first, technology second. Just yesterday, the day before, I had an email from a client who, and it's, it's a company that literally all we're doing is supporting them with their, their web hosting. I mean, we have helped them doing developing websites in the past, but right this minute, all we do is deliver web hosting to them and, and email hosting. But they had an issue where uh, a member of staff had left, and obviously they had a live email address that they wanted to do something with. And so they just sent me an email saying, look, we want to, we want to cancel this email address. And so I just did it. 
And it was no big, oh, well, we've got to go away and think what we're going to charge you for this and da-da-da-da-da. And I think that that's a point, that it was having this email address out there with emails potentially going to it was was an issue for the client. And, and a marketing issue. Because, and a, a, because a marketing issue. It was an issue in yeah. all sorts of ways. And it was it was a simple thing to solve. It just needed fixing, so we fixed it. Yeah, and I think that's another good example about how we, because off one of the, the issues that we, we've often find is that it takes quite a long time to build a relationship with clients. And it's not, it, you know, typically our, our starting point with clients is not we do a big pitch, we win a job and, you know, we have this big project. It's much more, it's about building a relationship and them understanding us, us understanding them and a bit, we have to build trust. But actually you need a commercial relationship to be able to do that. So often we will start with a client on a relatively simple thing like hosting their website, dealing with their email because of the fact that these are technical things that we can do almost do in our sleep. Uh, but we understand the marketing value to them. We can start our commercial relationship like that, but then work with them to build and, and, and sort of get to know their business and start to develop ways in which we can use our marketing knowledge and the tools we know about to actually deliver real benefit to them. Yeah, but but all the way through, it is, it's marketing first and technology. Absolutely. Second. Absolutely. And just because a technology thing looks like a good idea, it's it's only really should be considered if it's going to add something to the, the, the whole business and the whole marketing of the of the business. Yes. And sometimes when you know, I think we've said this before, sometimes the client will come and say, Oh, this is we've just we've just found out about this great new uh, technological idea. What do you think? And we'll go, Yeah, right, maybe we should think about that, or what about this, or what about that? Well, and a good one is that seems to it seems to have gone away a little bit now is apps. Oh, yeah. you need an app. Well, I was actually, again, in a meeting earlier in the week where that subject came up and someone pointed out and said, no, apps are they're yesterday's news. And I think to some extent they are. Uh, there will still be people out there selling that they're expensive and they're difficult to develop. And actually, you can do a lot of, you can deliver more benefit on a mobile level because ultimately it's about giving, it's nothing to do with apps. It's about giving good mobile access, or a, a good mobile interface between you and your customer. And now you can do that sort of thing just or even much more easily, much more cheaply, much more flexibility through websites and through tools like WordPress. And you know, that's a, that is a good example where because we have a good good understanding of what we're actually trying to do with the tool, we're actually able to say to a client, well, actually, no, an app, it's very expensive. It's all these things, and there's a better way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we'll, we'll sort of wind it up there. But as usual, we, we try and sort of finish with a where next if, you, if you're interested in this sort of thing. So, I mean, the first thing I would say, as I said at the beginning, is if you're interested in this whole concept of, of starting with why and flipping your marketing message from the, the sort of features and benefits to more about the, the vision and why you do things, definitely go and check out the Simon Sinek video, which is it start or start with why. It's only five minutes and it, it def, it'll be uh, f- five minutes well spent in your life. Yeah. I would say that there are different versions of it and, and the, the five minute one is the edited one but oh, right. it, it has all, it has all the core core bits in it. And the other thing you know, bring it bring it closer to home and look at your own business and your own marketing and and ask yourself why do you do what you do? Maybe you do it because you just want to make lots of money, I don't know, but it it's interesting just have a think about why you do it and is there anything that you can take from that 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 might help feed into a, a strong a strong marketing message for your business? Mm. And and there's no doubt I think that uh, I mean it worked for Mark, for Apple it worked there are many other examples where this sort of starting with why is has delivered a really strong marketing message and I think if, on, the, on the assumption that you can connect that vision and that why with benefits for your client it really does lead for a really strong marketing 
communication. Um, so we'll leave it there for today. And as usual, if you want to uh, find anything more about us between these podcasts, you'll find our website, bsamarketing.com. We have a lot of posts and information around this, these sorts of subjects on there. Uh, you'll find previous podcasts on podcast.bsamarketing.com. And we're on uh, social media, Twitter and LinkedIn. You'll find us at BSA Marketing. So until next time, as always, happy marketing. Bye for now. Thank you.